The prophets came, the prophets lived, the prophets shared, and the thing that we talked about, the thing this morning is about justice. And the people, frankly, should have mirrored the heart of God, but they didn't. Hence, we get this outpouring all the time from the prophets to say, follow the heart of God. As I was thinking about this today, as well as our reading, I sensed this reading from Micah, which kept coming back to me again and again. He has shown you what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Thank you. So many prophets, so many messages, and as disciples, that's what we're called to do, to be more like Jesus, empowered by the Spirit. When it comes to issues of justice and injustice, we are called to engage and not just observe. We talk a lot about justice. Our TV screens show us that life in all of its tragedy, and yet so often we turn a blind eye. We just turn a blind eye because we fail to engage with that being a bringer of hope to those who have no voice, to those who are unable to speak out for themselves. Micah lays it out as we can bring hope to those areas of injustice and he reminds his people that what they are called to do in the face of injustice. Seek me and live. Seek me, seek God, says the Lord, and live in all its fullness. And as I read this, I thought of what Jesus said in response to that question. That question of, you know, what is the greatest commandment? Well, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it, is to love your neighbor as yourself. On this hangs all the law and the prophets. That's what they were saying. Listen, listen to me, says Jesus, because this is what it was all about. It's simples as a famous meerkat once said. It's not that difficult. Amos spells out God's message, know my heart of justice, and don't sit back, don't ignore it. Their disobedience was evident. These three churches that he spoke about were once great churches. They had great spiritual heritage, but now because the people had looked to themselves and their own needs, they had become places of vain empty worship vain empty worship because they had lost their heart they had looked inwards rather than outwards justice wasn't on their agenda Amos explained why God was worthy to be sought Micah makes it clear and there's no more business as usual as far as he's saying step out and step in Micah emphasizes the need to do social justice, not just to pay lip service to it, not to be happy with providing humility, kindness, goodness, awareness. That's the role of God in us, and we've heard much of that this morning. Power and justice on our terms is a very, very dangerous combination. We'll have a little scenario here, just so that we think about justice on our own terms. We're driving down a dual carriageway and there are the signs that roadworks are about to happen and the road will narrow 
in 800 metres, or for those of us in old money, yards. And so we look at the signs, don't we? And being good, good, righteous people that we are so compliant and so conforming, we move straight away into the left-hand lane, looking forward to joining that queue because we're British and we love a queue. So there we are, totally confirming, most kind, understanding, law-abiding people that we are in that left-hand lane. And as we all slow up and come to walking pace, 600 metres, 400 metres, 200, and then we're aware of the white van <laughs> in the outside lane, bombing down. And here we go, don't we? And this is where we challenge ourselves about justice, isn't it? Because have you noticed that suddenly, as we see that left-hand indicator come on on the van, suddenly everything closes up, doesn't it? You can't even get a paper between the front bumper and the back bumper of the car in front of you. Oh, my goodness. Corporately, are we going to show justice to this person who has broken the rules? It's an interesting thing, isn't it, on all of us? This issue about justice, how suddenly we're quite happy to show people how justice should be done, when actually the injustice often in ourselves we pay lip service to and don't do anything about if I mentioned social justice, there wouldn't be any of us who wouldn't agree, who wouldn't disagree at all in any way that food poverty is wrong. Issues of inequality and injustice is wrong. That we should seek God's heart when we encounter injustice for the marginalised. The culture sadly has moved into covetousness of looking after ourselves and so God calls us through the prophets and through Jesus to look outwards to these issues of social justice, to be the church that he calls us to be, because it's so easy to be silent, isn't it? And, you know, when we hear the church speak out, um, it's sort of hollow words, isn't it, often? Not backed by action. Martin Niemöller was a prominent Lutheran pastor in Germany during the Second World War. He emerged as an outspoken person against the Nazi regime. And because of that, because he spoke out, he was in prison for seven years. As a form of confession, I think, he spoke and wrote these words. First, they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. I didn't speak out because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. I did not speak out because I wasn't a Jew. But then they came for me and there was no one left to speak. We are called, as we think in our discipleship and in this series about justice, our discipleship, we differentiate, don't we, the ability to speak out in action rather than just stepping back and being quiet. We can't ignore it. Justice is a concern for justice, peace, and a genuine respect for people. 
That's what the dictionary says. The problem in many of the prophets' views in Micah was the failure of God's people to care adequately for others. What does the Lord require of you? To act justice, to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Seek me and live. I don't make a comment. I'm going to make a comment on social and political things at the moment because we all know that it's charged with mistrust, deliberate misinformation, personal attacks. And where does that leave the common person? Often justice doesn't fit within the rhetoric that's being said. Where does that leave us as a church? I think that leaves us looking at the cost of what it does to actually for us as a body of Christ to make a difference in the everyday. Because as we come as one, like we saw in the early church, as we saw in the Acts 2 church and Acts, as we moved through Acts, the people came together and they made a difference, a huge difference, because what they did is they sacrificed everything, came together, they sold land, they sold houses, they came together to make a difference and it was a beacon and people were drawn to it like a moth to the flame. Because they saw these people that weren't just talking about it, that actually did it. And as a church, what does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require of you? Each of us have got to answer that question when we pray, and when we pray that prayer, when we see it about things in our community. You know, justice is not the same as equality, because equality presumes that all persons have equal standing, which they don't. And so we need to speak out and be there for the poor and the least, as Jesus called them. Justice requires to humble ourselves and gather. We've heard much today of what the stories in Uganda. We hear it in our communities, in our schools. And many of us are called in different ways in this community into our schools, into Falcon camps, into the food bank, at the Ukrainian cafe on a Friday of children's lives transformed by TLG. There is an equality that children can have the same because we spend an hour a week with them. To enact justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with God in single acts of kindness and justice that make a difference one step, one person at a time. And I'm sorry if this itches and scratches where you are this morning, because it should. It should for all of us. You know, periodic nods to equality doesn't constitute a faithful, justice-focused, whole-life discipleship. You know, unless we are living that life in the everyday. You know, we can't spend checks, give money for disaster relief and then not worry about how we contribute to that. You know, we can't be well the injustice of child slave labour and then fill our wardrobes with cheap clothes that they've made. You know, we can't do sponsored walks and runs for various causes for the poor and needy and then refuse to change our consumerist lifestyle. It's about our whole life discipleship and that's what Jesus asks of us you know rather than that God offers thousands of, I love this thing Micah says rather than offer God thousands of rams uh, 
just offer him a thousand daily acts of love for each other. Walking humbly with God means knowing our discipleship and our call to social justice. Know his heart. Carry his presence. That's what marks us out as disciples. We carry his presence into the everyday and brings justice. And we call it out. And we drag it kicking and screaming from the darkness into the light. In this series, we are growing into disciples of Jesus. And as we regather of a church, I believe that we have an opportunity afresh to regather with a new encouragement for justice in our communities and the communities we serve, both here and far away. Can good conquer evil? Yes, because it did it at the cross. On our recent Alpha course, um, we talked about how Jesus makes it possible, makes it possible for everyone to know him, to be changed and transformed through the power of the cross. The answer is that we carry God's presence, the goodness of God in us, which combats evil. This battle with injustice just isn't here. It's in the heavenlies, and we're called to join in. Why? Because Jesus calls us to do that. So what does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require of you? as we think about our discipleship and this issue of justice. Good will always conquer evil and evil will always be at the root of injustice. I'll leave you with the words with Nicky Gumbel on our Alpha course from Tuesday. How about doing some good? There is so much injustice in our world and so much that can happen when We fight evil with good when we fight against injustice. Look at what other people have done in the past, inspired by the example of Jesus. Look how Shaftesbury changed the whole social condition of his nation in the 19th century. Look at Wilberforce, how he led the campaign to abolish slavery. Look at Martin Luther King Jr. and how he fought to bring an end to the segregation between black and white in North America. Look at Mother Teresa, who transformed so many lives by giving herself wholeheartedly to the service of the poor. This is not just for the great heroes of history. This is for you. Your life can make a real difference. Your life has a purpose. You can leave a legacy of transformed lives. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In Jesus' name.